The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleya of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Today is Pastor Dara's birthday. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pastor Dara, happy birthday. We love you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, amen. Now, you know, because of the COVID protocols and the curfew in the state, you have to come here early. No 12 o'clock um, coming or 1 o'clock. I'll deny you if you come. And the police said, they said, yes, I, eh, I know we, we. <laughs> So come early. Now, I won't deny you, praise God, you know that. Now, to, today we are going to continue our series, Premise. What did we say Premise was about? The law of what? Talk to me now. The law of the first. So in this series, we've been looking at priorities. Priorities. Ensuring that as believers, as Christian workers, we set our priorities right. We set our priorities right. And it is very, very important. Today, we are going to be focusing on honor and loyalty to God's men and the house of God. Honor and loyalty. One of the most, <laughs> one of the most difficult things you find to find actually in the modern church is to find men and women who have consistently followed a ministry or a minister for a protracted period of time. What you find most times is that you have a lot of fan clubs, fan clubs, okay, fan clubs. Um, I am with Apollos. I am with Paul. Then I am with Paul, I am with Apollos kind of thing. Where you have people who are migratory. One day, they are speaking in tongues, leading prayer in one ministry. Next day, they are speaking in songs, leading prayer in another ministry. You understand? They are migratory in their uh, tendencies. So we're going to look at what God's word says about that. Then again, to what extent to, are you supposed to follow a man of God? All right? Are you supposed to follow him in his errors? Are you supposed to follow him when he has made mistakes? And things like that. Because you need to have a particular level of discernment as a child of God to understand what the word of God says about these things. I mean, if you understand what I'm saying here. All right. Now, let us start with, uh, go to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7 to 11. Before we go reading that, let us define honor first. What is honor? We looked at that a bit last week. Remember that? Where we said it is from the Hebrew word, what? Kabod or kebed. And what does it mean? Kabod or kebed means something that is what? Weighty. Something that demands <coughs> respect. That's what kabod is. Okay? So let's define honor. It says, honor is to call a thing what God calls it. Honor is to call a thing what God calls it. Is to have respect and see as weighty all that concerns God's plans, purpose, and pursuits. This includes the vessels he will use in said pursuits. Alright? Ephesians chapter 4. Who is on the scriptures today? Alright, so why are you not on it? Or is there from, from that side? Alright, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7. Now let's look at this quickly. Alright? Very important and I want you to pay attention to this teaching. He says, but unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. To every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. He now says, next verse. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captives and gave gifts unto men. All right? Gifts unto men or gave gifts as men. He says, now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? All right? Next verse, everybody read. One, two, go. He says, what? He that descended is the same also that what ascended up far above all heavens, that he might what feel all things. Next verse, he says, and he gave some what? <coughs> uh, he gave some what? Uh huh. And some what? Prophets. And some what? Evangelists. And some what? Pastors and teachers. Next verse, for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So what is he telling us here? He's telling us that the ministry gifts, all right, are the gifts of Christ's ascension. They are the gifts God, um, Jesus Christ, left 
behind for the church to do what he was doing in his teaching ministry, in his apostolic ministry, in his pastoral ministry, in his prophetic ministry. So the ministry gifts are to what? Um, they are to carry on the post-resurrection edification ministry of Jesus Christ. So they are the gifts. The gifts are the men and women. So when I say men, I'm not talking of gender. I'm talking of, you know, I've said that many times. The man in Christ is neither male or what or female. Praise the Lord. Okay. So the men are the gifts. Now when he says he gave gifts unto men or gave gifts as men, that word gift there is the Greek word domi. That is D-O-M-I. Praise God. And what does it mean? It means to give something to someone, all right, or to, of one's own accord, to give something to an other to that person's advantage. So that means the gift you are giving to the person is for the person's benefit. For that person's what? Advantage. Are you following what I'm saying here? Are you following what I'm saying here? So that means that when he talks about giving uh, um, apostles, teachers, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and all, that those gifts are for the benefit and the advantage of the church. It means that if the church will take advantage of these gifts, they will make progress, more progress than they would have if they didn't take advantage of the gifts. Glory to God. So say this to, say, say this to me. Say this with me. The ministry gift is given for the advantage of the church. Say this again. The ministry gift is given for my advantage. Say it again. For my advantage. For my benefit. Very important for us to see this. So now, let us focus on the ministry of the pastor. The pastor. Go back. Ephesians chapter 4. And 11. Ministry of the pastor. He says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now, that um, expression, pastors and teachers. I, I remember in some, in some series I taught <coughs> some years ago. I told you, and I've repeated it several times, I don't know if you remember the Grand Vichap rule, where you have, where two nouns are connected by a conjunction in the Greek, they are all referring to what? One and the same thing. So now, for example, this word when it says, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, the word pastors and teachers there, all right, in the Greek is poema, all right, kai didaskalo. That's poema, kai didaskalo. What it actually means or the right translation should be shepherding teachers. All right? Shepherding teachers. So that means, what that means is, the pastoral ministry has a teaching ministry in it. Are you following? Come on, are you following? The pastoral ministry has a teaching ministry in it. So you cannot be a pastor and not be a teacher. Glory to God. Because the word poimon, P-O-I-M-E-N, actually means a shepherd. After this teaching, all workers, I want to see your notes. You snap it, I send to me. Amen. Alright? The word poimon actually means a shepherd. Or, if you are going to be using something that is familiar to the typical Nigerian, a herdsman. <laughs> How many of you have seen a headsman before? Oh, come on, Sharon. Where did you see a headsman? Come on. Eh? You, you know, so, what, what do you see in the headsman? He has a stick. But some folks, they use juju to, you know, but headsman, you know, normal headsman. So, you have the cow moving, you know. Then the guy's using sticks to control their movement. Is that correct? Is that correct? Good. So, it means that the shepherd or the herdsman has a governing responsibility over the cows or over the sheep. 
So the, the word poimon, which means shepherd or headsman, it means that the pastor is the presiding officer over an assembly. He is a presiding officer over an assembly. He is God's man in that assembly. If God wants to do anything in that assembly, he will talk to the pastor. He will do what? He's going to talk to the pastor. I found that most of the times when there is rebellion in a local church, it usually comes through certain individuals who claim that they hear from God concerning the local church, who believe that God is going to talk to them about things going on in the local church and will not tell the pastor. Because God is the sponsor of rebellion. Hallelujah. So some people are like that. They are, the folks who always know what the church is supposed to do and feel the pastor doesn't know. So in a bit to try to show the pastor that he doesn't know, they now, you know. So let's continue. The pastor is the final authority in the local church. He is the one that decides, even though in wisdom, he involves the elders of that church. I'll show you an example. Acts 15. Acts 15, chapter 1. Now, in Acts 15, something happened. The apostles had, um, <clears throat> had an issue. They've just started preaching the gospel among the Gentiles. And many of the Gentiles were getting saved. In Acts 10, Cornelius and his household and his friends got saved. Glory to God. All right, they got saved. And after they got saved, okay, um, you still now had several others. Paul went on ministry journeys. All right, a lot of people got saved. Then the church at Antioch, we now heard that some people came to Antioch and said, except people, except the Gentiles be circumcised like the Jews, they could not be saved. Look at Acts 51. And certain men, everybody says certain men. <coughs> How many of you noticed that they, don't have, they didn't have names? Certain men. Glory to God. And certain men. Now, these certain men were not the pastors of the church in Antioch. There were just certain men that came from Judea. Most of, pay attention to what I'm telling you. Most of the doctrinal issues some church people have usually arises from messages their pastor never preached. Do you, are you following what I'm saying? Curiosity normally kills the cat. They are member, people, members like that. They listen to every message apart from the one their pastor preached. Then they will not, <coughs> sorry, they will not come and be asking their pastor questions on a message he didn't preach. And they want to take his time. Irresponsible people. That is like preparing for an exam with notes your lecturer never taught you. Then when they now answer the question, ask, ask you a question in exam, you are now answering, praise God, based on what your lecturer never taught you. Then you are expecting to pass. It's stupid. Certain men. So that means it was not from a series, poor thoughts. Glory to God. Nobody in the church and Antioch ever taught circumcision. It was certain men from outside. One Instagram post you watched. One person God is using. Who was talking about portals and dimensions. Ascending to the 15th ascension. You understand? And you too. You went there. On YouTube. I'm going to do. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. 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 This is deep. And I said my pastor is not as deep as this. So let me test him. Let, let, let him test maybe he, he, he knows things of the mystics. And I say, Pastor, do you know how to ascend into the depths and the heights? And the pastor is looking at you. Where did you? <laughs> oh my God. Most wildlife look out churches concerning doctrine. It's usually caused by unscrupulous members who pay attention to messages other than the one their pastor preached. 
Praise God. The one he has not preached. That's what they are this thing. Pastor, do you know this? The names of the angels that fell with Lucifer. So, Pastor, you don't you don't read you don't read all these other books? Oh no, you need to be deep. This apostle, he, read, he, he reads all these other books. This prophet, you need to be, you know, exactly. Those are the people I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now look at Acts 15. He said, and certain men that came from Judea, go back there. 15.1. And some men who came from Judea, from Judea taught the brethren and said, except he be circumcised after the manner of Moses, he cannot be what? Saved. Good. Next verse. When therefore Paul and Barnabas, so that means that Paul and Barnabas had issues, he says, had no small dissension and disputation with them. With who? With those certain men. They determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go to Jerusalem unto the apostles and what? Are you seeing this? Are you seeing the order? All right. About this question, as knowledgeable as Paul was, as knowledgeable as Barnabas was, he had a pastor. They had people they were answerable to. So they went to them. Okay. About this question. Next verse. It now says, I'm being brought on their way by the church. They passed through preferences. Let's go to verse um, 6 or 7. Because of time. I don't want to start. All right. And the, and the apostles and elders. I mean, say, say apostles. And what? Again. And what? Notice it didn't say apostles, elders, and the entire church. Praise God. It is the authority in the church. The ministry gifts in the church that came together to what? Consider the matter. It means that there are certain things that are above the member in a local church. There are certain things that are above the worker in the local church. God is not holding the member worker responsible for certain certain things straight. God is going to hold the pastor responsible. Is that the apostle and the elders came together for to consider this matter. Next verse. It now says, and when there had been much what? Disputing. They were what? Arguments on something that certain men. Certain men, no, no, not an apostle. Certain men rose up. I'm a teaching extra biblical stuff. You see, when you're in a local church, what it means is you are a member of a school. Maybe you don't understand it. You're a member of a school. If your pastor is teaching this thing this way, you are to teach it that way. If you don't teach it that way, it means you are not a disciple of that man. Not his disciple. <laughs> one of my friends, wonderful friend of mine, very close, we're close. He was in a particular church, right? So he was sent to plant a church in another, you know, country. You may be watching this, <laughs> my friend. I hope he's not offended I'm sharing this. <laughs> all right, so... So he went and he was preaching and all. So in that, in that church, he was a pastor. They they do a lot of first fruit, you know, tithing. If you don't tithe, it's tight for you. Know, they do all the kind of all that stuff, right? That's the kind of teaching they do there. But he had gotten a hold of new creation realities. <laughs> Where is the Lord? He had gotten all good realities, and God was using this person in healing, healing the sick, right? So, why this ministry that we're talking about break the ancestral causes, generational causes, deliverance, all of that? This guy is talking about your new creation. Old things have passed away. So, when people came to the church and saw that, it didn't look like the Jew. He didn't sound like the Jew. It was obvious he was not the Jew's disciple. <laughs> <laughs> when it was time to heal the sick, my friend would be doing like this. Oh, come here, power Holy Ghost. That's how he was healing people. The Jew was using oil. You understand? Prophetic altar. So it was not sounding alike. Some wise people in that church contacted the superiors and gave them info. Um, sorry, sir. 
you need to come and take a look of what is going on here. And when they found out, they recalled him. So, he was telling me, oh, you see, you see, you see. I said, man of God, what they did in that church was correct. I said, what do you mean? I said, it was correct. That was the right thing to do. I said, if someone came to your church right now and began to preach what they are preaching in your church, what would you do? You are going to off the mic. <laughs> he said, yes. That's what, I said, that's exactly what they did to you. Because it's not your place to try to correct the general verse here. You are obviously not his disciple. So what are you doing in the church? Why do you want to, in that church, be teaching what they, are, they didn't lay down for you to teach? That's rebellion. Ah, I said, I never saw that. I said, yeah, that's correct. That's, what you, that's, that's the thing. So that's what happened here. So, go back there. It says the apostles now came to consider this matter. This matter they didn't teach in series. It became an issue. And when they had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago, God made choice amongst us. Who made choice? Who made choice? So, a man does not call himself. Who calls him? God. That's number one. All right. God made choice amongst us that the Gentiles by whose mouth? My mouth. I like Peter. is very... <laughs> you know, sometimes in this, we say, what are you feeling like? He says, by my mouth you hear the word of the gospel and what? And believe. This data became Paul. I'm off, you know, you know. All right, next verse. But, but if you look at it in depth, actually, it didn't matter. God was going to get the Gentile seed by whoever's mouth. Oh, come on. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? By whoever's mouth. Were the Samaritans Gentiles to an extent? Yeah, they were not particularly Jews. They got saved. By the hand of what? Philip. Glory to God. Then Paul goes there. Did they get saved? Yes. Barnabas. Did they get saved when he preached to them? Then there are other apostles that were on record that have gone to places like India. Okay? Did they get saved? Yes. So it meant that it didn't matter whether it was Peter or Paul. Peter was just the first person. Praise the Lord. All right. But you know, one thing that that shows us is that you, there, there needs to be a place of personalization of the call of God on your life. Where you say, God has called me. You need to personalize the call of God on your life as though it's only you God called. You know God called others. But you need to personalize it and take it seriously. And do it responsibly. Not flippantly or um, non-challantly. He said, and God which knoweth the earth, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. So that means God the Holy Ghost. Next verse. He now says, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Everybody read the next verse. It says what? Now therefore, why tempt you what? Why tempt you what? To put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. So that means he is saying, this thing, this rest thing you are asking them to do, God is not involved. Next verse. He now says what? But we have believed that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Uh-huh. Continue. He now says, then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and what? Paul. The person that the ones, the certain men from Judea should have listened to from the start. So they gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and what? And wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. Next verse. It now says, and after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, men and brethren. Notice, after they had held what? Everybody had spoken. Now, James is the pastor of the church at Jerusalem. In, in, in the church at Jerusalem, James was a senior to Peter. Because James was Peter's pastor. How many of you know that James, Apostle James, the, because this James was actually the Lord's brother. He was not one of the 12 disciples. Glory to God. <laughs> because James, this James knew Jesus 
after the flesh more than all the apostles combined. You know that, right? How many of you know that? How many of you know that? But you see, sometimes some things don't seem fair. How many of you agree with me that sometimes the calling of God it doesn't seem fair? Come on, talk to me. How many of you know it doesn't seem fair? Oh, is it fair? You are not raising up your hand. Okay, because James and all the Lord's brothers and sisters never believed in him when he was alive. They never followed him. Most times they mocked him. Yet, after he dies, rises from the dead, one of them becomes the head of the church. Becomes the pastor of Jerusalem church. <laughs> so people say that Paul was, uh, Peter was the head of the church. It's not true. According to church history, the first pastor of the Jerusalem church, praise God, was not Peter. It was who? It was James. Because Peter was an apostle. He was not a pastor. So in the local church, the apostle is not the highest authority. In the local church, who is the highest authority? The pastor. Alright, now back there. Now look at what James says. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Listen to me. Next verse. He now says, Simon had declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. Uh -huh. Next verse. And to this agree the words of the prophets. Notice how he arrives at the answer, the scriptures. As it is written. Alright, next verse. He says, after this, I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which is falling down. And I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. Next verse. It now says, that the residue of men might seek after the Lord, and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, said the Lord, who doeth all these things. Next verse. Everybody read, one, two, go. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Next verse. It now says, wherefore, wherefore my what? My what? That word sentence means is like a judge. You know when he says, this is my verdict. So, James takes a position. Everybody was supposed to line up. Why? He's the pastor. Peter gave an opinion. Paul gave their opinion, their report. Barnabas gave an opinion, their report. James gave a sentence. Are you seeing this? Look at it. He says, wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble not them, which from among the Gentiles are turned to what? To God. Next verse. <laughs> but that we write unto them that they abstain from what? Uh-huh. Of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. Next verse. All right. <coughs> For Moses of old time had in, had in every city them that preaching, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Next verse. Then pleased it the apostles and elders, with the old church, to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, son of Barsabbas, and Salah's chief men among the brethren. Next verse. It now says, and they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders, are you seeing this? James takes a position, everybody lines up. Why? That's the pastor. Glory to God. Alright? So the pastor, as a shepherd, has governing authority over the people he pastors. Alright, but he does so in accordance with what? The word. We are going to come to, alright, the limits of that authority. Where we need to ask the pastor's questions, but through the right means. When obviously what the pastor is doing goes against what is in the, in the word of God. Amen. Alright, goes against what is in the word of God and goes against, alright, maybe for example, if the pastor has actually broken the moral code. Okay, we will we'll talk about that. I don't know whether we can do that today, if God time, but we'll talk about that. If it's not today, we'll talk about it next week. Because there is also that in scriptures. Hmm. Hebrews 13. And verse 15. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13 and 15. It says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God, continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Next verse 16, he now says, But to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices, God is what? Alright, so that means the believer has sacrifices he offers. 
sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, then sacrifices of what? Doing good. Praise God. All right? Doing good. I always hear people, you know, there's this song that was sung by Chandamore. I mean, this song that says, um, God is proud of you. I, I, I don't need to do anything to make you proud. What's that song? Uh, what's the beginning? I'll never be no loved than I am right now. Correct. Wasn't you holding you up? Abby? Do to let you. There is nothing I can do to let you down. Ah. What's that? It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. God is already proud of me. Abby? Okay. Now, nice song. <laughs> it's a nice song. Very nice song. You need to separate songs that are a revelation of God's grace from songs that help you recover from having, having had daddy issues. You know what I'm saying? God is proud of the believer because the believer is his masterpiece. In what? In Christ. But the believer by his conduct can let God down. Amen. The Bible talks about doing things that are acceptable in whose in, in whose sight. It means that we can do things. So that means our works can be not accepted in his sight. But our person is. Because of what Jesus Christ has done. So God is as, has accepted us because of what Christ has done. But will not accept everything we do. Are you following? So we have found pleasing in his sight because of who we are in Christ. But all we do is not found pleasing in his sight. Because I found out that there are a lot of people that have gotten to a place of inertia where they've misunderstood the grace message. Misunderstood it. They said, no matter what I do, I'm accepted. Yes, your person. Because your new creation self is the work of God. You are the workmanship of God. Your new creation self. But everything you do, God is not accepting it. That is why the spirit of God within you is grieved when you do those things. Because there are people that do stupid things, then they will not be singing, I'll never be more loved than I am. Repent, Mr. Singer, song, song, Songwriter. Things you're doing are grieving in the spirit. And when you get to heaven, God is not going to clap in for you. You'll be judged for what you did. 2 Corinthians 5.10, it's clear. Glory to God. Yes, it doesn't take a trophy to make him proud. Because you are his trophy. You are his masterpiece. You are his workmanship. But there is a reason why he made you his workmanship. And what is the reason? To show forth the praises. So that means by your works, there are certain things you are supposed to do in appreciation of what he did for you. Not doing those things is a slap on his face. How many of you have read Revelations? The book of Revelation chapter 2. When Jesus was speaking to the churches, the pastors of the churches. Did it sound like kind words? Are you, I wish you were hot or cold. You are disgraceful. You understand? I mean, if you spoke about Bible, you say you say you are rich, but you are really poor. Very <laughs> stern words. It's Jesus. If I <coughs> some grace folks read the book of Revelations and read those words, John wrote that he said the Lord Jesus gave to the seven churches in Asia. Do you know what? They began to question the authenticity of the book of Revelations. Why? They were like, ah, uh -uh, it's not consistent with grace. Because they think grace is about sweet, sweet words. You are blessed. 
You are lifted. You are seated. You are righted. There is... <laughs> there is rebuking grace. Your shock absorber for rebuke must be strong. Because you can never grow in God without rebuke. Never. You can't. So don't be overly sensitive. They rebuke all of you are sensitive. They rebuke you, you change church. Silly you. Glory to God. There's that aspect in the grace, in the training for righteousness, in the training in the church of God, in the training. A pastor that doesn't rebuke you does not love you. A pastor that doesn't rebuke you does not love you. He's not mindful of you getting a reward at the master's feet. Don't think Jesus is going to reward any nonsense you present. He will not. He's the Lord. It is not you. You can't raise a petition. You can't raise an invocation. You cannot do a lecture. He's the Lord Jesus Christ. When you stand before him, you are even grateful that you are there. Praise God. The Lord rebuke, he rebukes me. <laughs> Praise God. And he uses my pastors to rebuke me. And all I say is, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. I'll take the correction. That's it, though. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. I take note of that, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Don't do the, Take that post down. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I take it down. Because I have to place myself where God can reach me. You see, where the rod of correction cannot reach you, you are finished. Look, you are look, you are look, you are, you are done. Where the rod of correction cannot reach you, you have gone too far. You see, that was Saul's problem. Don't you understand? It was Saul's problem. Saul's problem was that he couldn't take correction. It was not correctable. You cannot mold someone who doesn't take correction. You can't mold someone who takes correction as an attack. Are you following what I'm talking about? Because uh, some folks view correction as an attack against their person. You understand? They, they don't see correction as love. They see correction as an attack. And they don't understand. Look, if I correct you, it's because I love you. How can I hate you? For what? What have you done? <laughs> Praise God. For example, one, one of the sisters, she did something. And I kept quiet. I didn't say anything. I didn't say a thing to her. So she was just noticing. So something happened. She, I didn't comment. I didn't do anything. I know. Then she now came and mess, uh, uh, like some weeks later. She said, PF, uh, I have a problem. I said, what is the problem? She said, uh, somebody, uh, you didn't say anything. Nobody did. No. Uh, I, said, uh, I said, I'm so glad that the Spirit of God made you move into this place to be saying this thing. And I gave it to her. By the time I was done, she now understood. I said, this is what you did wrong. One, two, three, four. I said, me, I'm not a sugar daddy pastor. Praise God. And you know me. If someone says they're angry and they leave church, it's bye-bye you. I will remove you. Just remove chapter chapter and move on. Do you understand? This heart has been wounded so many times that all those pain, rubbish, that's... You don't understand? You don't understand? My heart has experienced sclerodermatitis from church <laughs> What's he wounded? So I said, hey, well, no problem, bye-bye. There's no visit to come and convince you me. No, no, how? No, you're there, God bless you. You heard from God, I've got to, ah, no problem, bye-bye. Some came and said, you see, when we in the service, um, some demons used to fly. I said, hey, ah, you don't want, how can you be in a place where demons are everywhere? Go to where demons are not, you know, are not present. Just, Praise God. Glory to God. So when I talked to her, she now understood. Then we settled everything. Correction. That thing will save your life. 
Because there is certain, look, your pastor will see certain things you will never see. Look, and I know for everybody is blind to flaws they have. You get. So usually you need someone who is responsible for you, who can see that flaw and help you correct it. Let me show you something. Look at Hebrews 13. We're, we're in 16 now. We look at 17. Because you are going somewhere glorious. But you cannot step into that glorious place with this nonsense. Everybody has nonsense they are dealing with. We have it. We have baggage. Everybody. I have my own. Me and God, we know it. We talk about it all the time. Praise God. Look what it says. It says, obey them that have the rule. Everybody say the rule. Over you. And what? Submit yourselves. What does it mean to submit? Arrange yourself under. It says that word, have the rule. The word rule there is the Greek, let me get that right. Praise God. It is, I know it is H E Egomai. That's what it means. Egomai. That's H E G O M I M A I. The word is used to refer to a general who has authority or command over his army. Have you seen a general in the army? Left turn! Left turn. Have you noticed that in the army, when they say left turn, the, the soldier is going to say, Sorry, why are we turning left? Have you noticed that? <laughs> Sorry, I want to understand this left turn. Why? Why are we turning left? You understand? Explain it to me. Do you understand? It turns left turn, right turn, forward not. Do you understand? Submission. Glory to God. Alright, the Uja is used to refer to a king who has authority or command over his army. A general over his army. He says, Paul says that, alright, for he says, rule over you and submit yourselves. For they do what? They do what? Again. They watch for your souls. I'm going to give account for you. People don't understand it. Your pastor is responsible for you. If he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, your blood will be on his head. Don't you understand? That is why Paul, in Acts 20, he said, my, my, I am free of every man's blood. That's why you, you understand? He said, because I never fail to warn you. So a pastor is absolved if he corrected you and warned you. They notice you, you are lying. They always have this line. They continue and correct you. You are not angry that they are correcting you. You are not married to somebody. And that person sleeping in your house. You say, ah, and, 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 Pastor Cross, come. I heard that Sister So 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 is sleeping in your house. Or Sister So So is sleeping in Brother So So So's house. What is happening? Was there a Champions League final day and you were one of the players? I mean, is it a stadium? Is it a hostel? What's going on? You are angry. You are not saying, we should mind, we should mind our own business. In local church, it, 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 we don't mind our business. Though. In local church, no. Because you don't, you see, hey, some people think this is what church is. You know, people think uh, these are churches. They just say that, you know, that's, don't have people go to Globe. You understand? Hey, ta-na-na, ta-na-na. focus, everybody, focus, ah, focus, hey, focus, focus, focus on your own matter. In church, in church, it's not like that, though. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. Because if you get belle, now us they go come. Amen. If you went to do abortion and you are now in hospital bleeding, now us they go come. If you call, get sick. Now us, they go call. There's problem in the pregnancy. Now us, they go call. You lost your job. Now us, they go call. So why is it that they are calling us? After the fact. And we are trying to tell you and correct you before. You know, we are trying to do prevention. 
Instead of cure, you now say we are, we, are, we are in your business. Praise God. There are people I wash my hands of. I say, Lord Jesus, no be me. <laughs> ah, yes. I say, Lord, don't come. Eh? No. I say, Lord, don't call me on this matter. I'm not the one. Ah, praise God. Somebody was telling me something, something. He said, eh, you know, as my pastor. I said, I'm not your pastor. That confession, don't put me in trouble. Because it has serious consequences. Because if I say yes, everyone now says, okay, that's the person to don't God, God, you must hold me on this person. This person is not my person. Yes, I understand the implication of being a pastor to somebody. See, you look, look in, in the in the kingdom of God, it's not about having one million members. It's about having one million members you can account for. Because God will ask you a question. Do you think this is a joke? Look at what he says. Go back there. 17. He says, For they watch, they watch for your souls as they that must give what? Account. You think they don't understand? They must give account. That they may do it with what? With joy. And not with what? I'll give you an example. Someone is attending church. So, sparsely. Okay? Workers is not joining. Comes once in a month. Or comes when he needs something. Doesn't mean that whenever I see them in church, they need something. <laughs> they need something. There's, it's not the word, it's not the publicity of follow up. There's something they need. Something has happened. Praise God. You know? You know, I remember there was a person. Just listen, I'm just, you know me, I'm a very straightforward person. So, this person, all right, we, we, we place the person on welfare. Person attending church for years. Ye- not months, too. Yes. You'll be coming, you see. Never once did membership class. They were announced membership class. Tire! Never joined. Workers, where are you, see? Well, never there. Never joined workforce, nothing. So, oh, Pastor, help us. We are suffering at home. I'll give you money. Uh, do you know you know that apart from my partnership, my money, it goes, you understand? Ah, you are sad. Your pastor, every day, transfers. Okay, you need... Phew, it's like that. My wife said, does not even know. It's when Pastor Dara come and say, There's somebody that's just on. Say, Ah, we someone, what is the person's name? I will now say, Ah, I get this woman, this person. What is he asking for again? So that's how I was. So you don't be, we're just, but what, oh, we're just collecting stuff. Praise God. Then one day, the Lord said, You are killing the guy. You see him, he's not growing. So I said, Young man. I'm stopping this uh, fine bar I'm, I'm doing for you. Go, <laughs> go and join membership class. After membership, I join in this thing. Go out for evangelism because it's looking at. We need to be sure this church is for training and discipleship. Praise God! It's not for giving ten ten thousand to you and rice and palm oil. You understand? We do that as an art. But when it now becomes the main thing, you have made us look like. Uh, someone look, as though we are running for local, local government chairman. That's not what we are doing here. Praise God. The guys stop coming to church. So you will now say, ah, we lost a member. Which member? <laughs> That's not a member. <laughs> That's a member. No. A member is following the doctrine. A member is receiving the training. Are you following what I'm talking about? So, don't say, don't say, let us use welfare to keep people. No! Anyone that you keep because of rice and beans is not your member. And that person is going to grow up to be an entitled person. Have you noticed that people that are not committed are the most entitled? They are the most entitled. They are the ones that know what we should do with money. Very entitled. We do welfare. But that person must do the that spiritual thing, you must receive it. Why? Because we know that if you receive that word, it will change your life. Then the thing we are doing for you, you will do it for others. That's what will happen. But if you don't, God will be like, you are the one that killed that person. 
Praise the Lord. I'll just round up very quickly. You know, one of the things I never did with my pastor, my pastor is a rich man. Very rich man. He's doing okay. I've never asked that man for money. Me. Ask someone. My own pastor. Me, I can never do it. I can, I'm the one that gives money. When he wants, he partners with us and didn't request it. It wasn't requested. We just said, I want to be part of. There was a time he did that. I was our pastor. Are you sure? And I said, no, 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 stop that. Too. Don't try to. Because the way me, I was trained. That's how I was trained. I was trained that way. Hallelujah. I was trained that way. Collect money for my pastor. <laughs> so people always say, one of my friends was saying that ah, this man is your pastor, but he has never invited you to preach. I said, you think that's what I'm looking for? That I'm to go and be preaching on his platform. I mean, what God, I don't have those kind of ambitions. It's not in my head. Do you know that there are places I've preached to in this country? Eh? I think I can camera man. Yeah, I, I preached there, but there's no picture. I don't carry protocol there because I don't. All those things don't Praise God. Because this crazy about it, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not in it. I eat, I'm not interested. Somebody gets healed, you know. Okay, praise God. I thank God for healing. And all this funny, this thing that you're not putting person picture up. I'm always very, you understand? Like on Sunday here, give somebody, got someone's um, son's name and the husband's name and stuff like that. So people package it before you know it on Monday, it has hit everywhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's someone will not be narrating. You see, the man of God got the name. You see, it was prophet. Look, I don't know, man. I just don't think it's necessary. Praise the Lord. I think usually some of those things is better is coming from the people. Because in the scriptures, it was the people that talked about what God did. It wasn't the minister that was scheming about how to praise God. So Paul says to obey and submit. This means do what they tell you to. Why? Because they watch over your souls. One important thing about shepherding is that the sheep at times will not be shown what the shepherd will be shown. The shepherd will see things the sheep will not see. So when you are being corrected, listen! It doesn't pay you not to listen. So we'll talk about this later. Let me just give you five things a pastor will do for you. Write this down. Now we close. How many of you have been blessed? How many of you have been blessed? You know, you should, you should have some spiritual sense in that your spirit is convicting you that you are doing something wrong. And you should be worried that your pastor hasn't corrected you. If you are smart, sometimes you go and report yourself to your pastor. Pastor, you understand? Some folks actually like churches where the pastor does not correct them and stuff like that. Look, you know tomato. Hallelujah. You know tomato that they don't watch over. What normally happens with tomato in the end? Eh? Eh? He gets spoiled, Abby. So what do we do to spoil tomatoes? May we not throw your destiny away in Jesus' name. It's possible to be an ex-man of God. Alright? The callings and... The callings of God, gifts and callings of God are without repentance. But let me tell you something. You can be called and God will keep you on the shelf. Read your Bible very well. He called Saul, but he left him on the shelf. Saul was fired, but he was on the throne. God is the only one that can fire you and leave you on the throne. You'll be doing I'm king. <laughs> We have fired you. You will just find out that certain things, certain instructions are not coming again. They're not coming again. You are not hearing it again. You are, you are, you are being left. 
The Bible says, Ephraim has joined himself to idols living alone. Feel it. Don't let that be you. As I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me. Don't let it be you. Five things your pastor will do for you. Number one, he will feed you with knowledge. Jeremiah 3.15. I will give you pastors or shepherds after my heart. And they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So the cocoa of a pastoral ministry is that you feed you with knowledge. So based on the teachings, you will understand why you are being corrected and instructed. Number two, we impart you with spiritual gifts. Romans 1, 9 to 11. Number three, he raises other ministers by teaching them what he was taught. So 2 Timothy 2, to the things that thou heard of me among many faithful witnesses, commit unto the faithful men who are able to teach others also. Four, he will labor over you in the word and prayers. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and 17. And number five, he will govern the local church. He will govern the local church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Next week, we will now focus on that aspect of spiritual fatherhood and things like that. Complete this one and enter there. Praise God. Praise God. The disciple. What is the disciple to do in response, in connection to the person who is training him or her? These are priorities. Paul said to the Corinthian church, you may have many instructors, but you have only one father. And one of the most emotionally painful things for Paul was that at the end of his ministry, many of the people he had raised did not stand with him publicly anymore. You understand? All right? So there are certain things to learn there. Priorities. Now, God, look at me, everybody. God pays attention to loyalty and pays attention to honor. He does. The scriptures shows us that he does. He does. Look at David. David was called, but you find out that David was loyal and honored Saul, and David was loyal and honored Jonathan. Go and check it. And if you look at David's life, you will find out that David honored and was very loyal to the people that were with him. If you check the pattern instructions of David to Solomon, you will see it there. So, God pays attention to those things. Loyalty when the person is with you. Loyalty when the person is not with you. Not eye service. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can we lift up our hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost? Thank you, Lord. 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 Lift up your hands and say, Lord, help me to honor what you honor. Help me to honor what you honor. Help me to call holy what you call holy. Oh, bala kradi suprado shata. Mala andere no krohonda le bashata baba bahaya. Mala kratius frahadi kete prohosite. This honor is an easy pit. It's an easy pit to fall into. That is why you must always keep the word in front of you. Always fellowship with the saints. Because when you lose touch and connection with the saints, then you now begin to find that things of the flesh begin to crop up in your heart. Praise God. So, so, Lord, help me to walk in honor at all times. Just open your mouth and talk to him. Everybody, pray in the spirit for a few minutes. Loud, I want to hear your voice. Come on, I want to hear your voice. Oh, my Santa Kababa, Sobra di de Soto. Kundala Baba, Sopro Kotoko Boribo Soto Koboribo Shata. Lady Sopro Toko Sababa Sundara Babahaya. Oh mandala baya ah mama taka baka taka baba soto kobori basa taka baba basa taka baba basa ora makasafra ada baba baba sobro do goboria 
Mundara baba basukro tisibro toko bodo motoko bori bosundo ka baba basundara bahaya. Mandala bayi nikos brahag nehese luhosa. Raba baba bahaya. Mundoro mosubro toko bori basundara baba bahaya. Mara masite bumbe yisipo kusha. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord Jesus. Listen. And I close with this, we'll take our offering and go. One of the things the devil always will try to do when he tries to get believers to go in dishonor is to speak ill of a ministry gift who at one point or the other poured water on their lives. Who at one point or the other labored over them. They will not get to that place of pride where they call the labor of that ministry get over them nothing. When you are doing that, see, the realm of the spirit does not forget. He say you get. Yes, there's grace, there's forgiveness of sins and that. But you see, there are consequences for such things. Praise God. So you have to be mindful because your words are important. The Bible says, by your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you'll be what? them so watch your words you know i remember there was a time me and a man of god we had a falling out and so when some people come to ask me and stuff like that i remember <laughs> one man of god was talking to me and, and stuff like that and was trying to get me to send him charts or prove where the person did these things i said no man of god i, I cannot do that I can't send I can't send those things to you. I said, you see, because despite the fact me and this man had issues, I honor him. And I will always honor him. I always respect him. So the person was saying, trying to question the miracles that they made. I said, no, the miracles are real. You see, because when you are like that, you're gonna find out that such people will, will respect you. Because they know that even in your heart. You are able to separate what must be honored from what must not be what? Honored. God takes note of it. Praise God. Open your mind and say, Lord, show me what I am not supposed to touch with my tongue. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Where my tongue shouldn't testify against me. Concerning people, personalities, issues. Let the wisdom of God govern my tongue. Let it govern my tongue. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Praise God. Don't let your homes. There was a time the Lord showed me, you know what about yeah, your pastor having give prophetic grace. Because like, you don't know what God shows him. <laughs> so they were, the, the Lord showed me, you know, some folks and, uh, and there were some conversations where, you know. So when I saw the conversation. And I began to pray for the person. Well, remember, God, I love the person. Obviously, the person was excited and said some things. So I began to pray for the person. You know, because I understood what the person was. You know, never let your homes be places where they speak words that shouldn't be spoken. Don't let it happen. Praise God. Don't don't let your homes be where you are deciding who is a man of God and who is not a man of God. The truth is, you don't know. <laughs> praise God. I said, praise God. <laughs> I'll give you an example. You know, there was one that just died. You understand? So people thought that some cultists would come up to claim body and stuff like that. Nothing like that happened. I mean, I'm not saying it's my God. It's not my business. God knows. Hallelujah. But what that thing taught me was this. Don't be too loud on what you know nothing about. 
Don't act too sure on what you don't know. Did you see it? No. Were you there? No. Did it happen to you? No. So why are you so sure about it? The spirit, the spirit, with spirits. This Holy Ghost spirit, that relationship of Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olalea of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.